0: rabbit rabbit
1: rabbit rabbit hi everyone i'm dave orlandi and with me is amit parikh amit and i are senior consultants with quest software and we offer up this podcast delivered the first of every month hence the name and discuss topics relevant to the it industry with an emphasis around database performance amit how are you my friend
0: i'm doing great dave how are you hope everything is well and can't believe we're already in April.
1: I know it. Uh, this actually marks our 12th episode. We're coming up on a year.
0: Very, very happy to, to hear that. And uh, really exciting to see where this uh, takes us as we continue to have these conversations. But I think I'd like to start off by just acknowledging it's been great having so many interesting conversations around the multifaceted nature of data.
1: Absolutely. and. Some of our podcasts have uh, included guests, others not, uh, but we do find ourselves kind of gravitating to the topic of data. And so really our, our podcast is naturally extended really beyond database performance. So we talked about democratization, automation, manipulation of data, how data has spawned all sorts of new careers, it's been great.
0: Yeah. And what's really interesting or what has been uh, compelling is this growth and prevalence of artificial intelligence or AI and machine learning. And as you had mentioned earlier, we had touched on some of these topics related to automation. And it really is a pivot when you think about sort of data, the growth and prevalence of it, where that is taking place, where it's being leveraged, if you will, is through this explosion with AI and ML.
1: Right. And I think we found uh, ourselves in some of these offline conversations that we've had. Uh, that the topic of AI keeps coming up for the two of us. And so uh, mm-hmm. we quickly realized that, hey, I think this is going to be our next topic. It's something we're interested in and I think uh, our listeners are interested in. So uh, I'm happy to dive in. Uh, what's, what's great is the first thing I think of, what, what comes to mind when I uh, hear AI is, remember years ago, the IBM Watson commercials, uh, mm-hmm. that, that really uh, reminds me of AI. And I remember it, it really, it stopped me in my tracks and ma- really made me think that, wow, the possibilities of this are essentially endless.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Watson and I'll even go back a little bit further. I mean, we're um, not to date myself, but you remember the movie Tron and there was sort of the, the, the master control and there was this program that was written by, uh, you know, the folks that that company that, you know, that it was developed by. It, it was sort of like Watson, right? It had characteristics and it had a personality, mm-hmm. but um, along the way, it was built for a specific purpose. And, and I think the purpose was learning and tra- training, wasn't it?
1: Right. And so, you know, obviously any of us can go out there and find uh, all kinds of definitions of AI. Right. Uh, the one that I saw using compute power to essentially mimic that of a human mind to assist with decision-making and problem-solving, the simulation of human intelligence, right? So there are all kinds of examples out there already today. It's not uh, really anything new anymore. Those assistants like Siri and Alexa self-driving cars, social media monitoring. I mean, the list goes on and on. And that that actually uh, extends to databases as well with AI databases that are being rolled out. The idea of taking in volumes of complex data, traversing that data, analyzing that data, and providing visualizations all in just seconds or even milliseconds.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, it definitely, it's worth mentioning and defining for our, our general audience. I think that you know when you focus on what machine learning and AI is providing different verticals and industries, it really is using the technology to provide wider accessibility, benefits that improve customer experience, more informed decision-making can take place. You allow yourself more increased innovation because you have, simply have more time to do that because AI and, and machine learning are allowing that time to be used for other things that are more innovative in, in, in nature. And then the cost savings, right? When you start to be able to uh, utilize and leverage AI, what organizations have said over the past few years is that there is a significant cost savings. Mm-hmm. Uh, cost savings around capital, you have also boosted productivity that takes place. So as you mentioned, um, it's it's very interesting to see now how data is being leveraged across these different verticals and seeing where these benefits are emerging
1: some of those verticals include finance medicine is a big one Mm -hmm. uh, sports Uh, again i I keep referencing commercials but the aws commercials that we see when we're watching football on sundays and it talks about how x player has a 14 percent chance of catching that ball where it was thrown and really cool applications
0: Right. And even as you had mentioned in, in healthcare and, and what's taken place with the the pandemic, but just how it's used, for example, in use cases related to drug development, because there's analyses that has to take place. So the whole process and the overhead that, that is incurred in moving drugs through clinical trials and even the approval processes, I mean, it's it's overwhelmingly a game changer. Everyone around us can see the emergence of data. And there's this notion of there being the internet of things, right? The multidimensional aspect of any value that we can conceptualize in nature. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. being a little philosophical here, but we we mostly talk to practitioners, that the primary practitioner that's concerned about a database is a DBA. We also have other folks in the development lifecycle. And I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are, You know how the role or the perspective of a DBA should change. I
1: wholeheartedly agree that shift is taking place. I tread lightly here because I anticipate that maybe some of our listeners, maybe they're DBAs or or developers, may sometimes feel, well, wait a second, is AI going to replace me? Does that make my job uh, insignificant or irrelevant over time? And I would say, absolutely not. In other words, think of all the reskilling that may need to take place, but now there's a whole new set of responsibilities and a shifting of strategies for environments to be able to really embrace AI and allow it to make them more efficient and make smarter decisions with their data.
0: I think you brought up a very interesting thing about reskilling, but also you you mentioned, Dave, what is it, the different responsibilities mm-hmm. or the different areas of focus, as I would paraphrase it. That's an opportunity, isn't it? that's an opportunity right to to learn something new and i think that as you see over this next decade but reskilling definitely needs to take place this presents opportunities for our database professionals now to be able to pivot one of the things that we talk a lot about to our customers when they're when they're monitoring performance is understanding what type of database it is right so dave there is the the cap theorem you know you have consistency and you have availability and partition tolerance every application puts a premium or a priority on those and so it, you you develop based on that strategy as you can see now with the the increased velocity the the increased volumes the variety of data that's out there and plus the multiplier of it being leveraged in so many different ways there are opportunities now for our data professionals to reskill themselves and take on really interesting work that's coming ahead
1: and another one of those monumental tasks at hand uh, for those folks is understanding and possibly changing or adding to the technology they have in their environment. For example, the, the database itself, you might go from a traditional relational to maybe an open source or, or something that is more appropriate for massive volumes of data like NoSQL databases.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and certainly the infrastructure I think mm-hmm. that um, you know you had mentioned right Watson. I had mentioned the the program in Tron, but all of these systems, AWS, Facebook, all of these systems have been able to ingest so much information that their training and their learning model has become really robust. But for that to occur, there's some focus that needs to be paid attention in terms of how these systems are built, right? So initially, it's going to be expense in memory because, you know, locally that's where mm-hmm. AI gets to train itself. But what often happens, Dave, is is that then once your model is built and you now want to be able to deliver in real time the benefits that AI and machine learning provide, but well, what happens is now you have other areas of the infrastructure that you have to to concern yourself with, and that is you know making sure the network is robust and and ensuring that there aren't any undue latencies in storage. there's the other side of it too, right if, if there are other dimensions around infrastructure management besides just the performance of it
1: you're right and and really essentially what you're what you're highlighting here what you're illustrating is that just the the idea of AI and introducing it into your environment at some level to manage what might be an evolving strategy has an infinite number of conversations we can have right i mean there's all kinds of things where we could take these conversations about ai most all of them are interesting to me for sure
0: from a career perspective there is certainly a lot of reskilling that needs to be done but i think from a, a perspective of being a practitioner you know you have both the design and you have the use of the data but then you also have Um, how to support that service model with whatever infrastructure. You know, the other thing is is that companies are becoming much smarter about how they use their technology assets, and AI and machine learning is even going into that.
1: Yes, yep. And I think you and I had similar knee-jerk reactions as we decided to take on this topic, and that was hey, let's see what what resources are out there and what other companies are doing and and what people are saying and, and what the evangelists, what their opinions are about it and so on. And so for those that may not know, we post our podcast in a blog format as well. And in that, we have a section called Into the Rabbit Hole where we post a number of articles that perhaps we've referenced or pulled information from. And I think we might uh, have filled up that rabbit hole for this particular episode because there's lots of great stuff out there. What, what kind of things did you find,
0: Amit? As you had mentioned with sort of the adoption of, of cloud platforms, what's happened is there's this been the shift from sunken capital management to now more streamlined use of IT as an operating expense. So we've seen folks go into the cloud. So I think that's been my angle. And I think it, it first is, is sort of how can companies better get a handle on on the expense and and sort of the needs around supporting infrastructure. So there was an article here recently that I'd come into written by Stephen Wu talking about how memory is the key to the future of AI and ML performance. There's also another article that was actually written as part of a NASDAQ series. So this hmm. is coming in from the business perspective and it's okay. talking about how AI is disrupting different industries. And I think that the point that I found was really compelling were those benefits that I explained earlier, right? It's, it's, it's like when people think about this, it, they, a lot of times they think it's happening behind the scenes, but it re- truly is. But what is happening is is that it's now starting to rear itself into different avenues because it's had time to get trained and learned. Mm-hmm. This is the, so it's become more robust, as I mentioned earlier. So now you're starting to see innovation happening at a much faster pace and you're seeing much more informed decision making. A lot of the decisions that we're taking are able to be made in a much more in- informed manner in real time. These are just a couple of things that I'm going to put in the rabbit hole. Um, yep. And and yes, it's been great. I mean, that's another part of this podcast, Dave, that I really enjoy is, is that we get to share some of the more interesting things that we not only hear from our clientele, but also what we have to keep ourselves abreast of because as a role of consultant, we honestly have to be on the forefront of topics because it's going to help us both anecdotally and also practically with the future conversations we have with our customers.
1: Precisely, absorbing and, and learning every day. One article uh, that I'd like to reference, among many really, that I thought summarized our topic particularly well is one from Deloitte and it's called Becoming an AI-Fueled Organization. And it talks about the things to consider when moving towards an AI type of strategy. Particularly with operations, there was some really good points. It said things like, make sure that the business leads. In other words, it's tempting to allow the data scientists to lead the application of the data-driven technology, but you really need to make sure those business requirements come first. It also talks about reimagining those workflows and roles, something we just discussed a little earlier, that uh, there are significant changes taking place in those workflows and those new roles to achieve better outcomes for AI. So uh, I'm just scratching the surface of this particular article, but there's really a lot of great information there and things to consider as it relates to
0: AI. This has been a great topic, great conversation for us. Obviously, it's going to be one of many as we continue to produce more and more content in this uh, podcast series of ours. Thank you, Dave, for, for your time today and for for everybody that's listening in. And we look forward to talking to you on our next podcast, which will be, Can You Believe It, Dave? One Entire Year. Have a great one.
1: Yes, you as well, me. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And once again, if you like what you hear, please don't forget to like and subscribe.